Hey everyone, it's David. Thank you so much for all of your support, your comments, your feedback about how our podcast is going. We have the privilege of still keeping Mr. Gunther Gunn in the studio with us for episode five. And when we say studio, we use that term very loosely. It usually is uh, whoever's apartment we can record in. And um, hopefully we have some decent sound quality going on where you're not going to hear a lot of background noise and stuff. But uh, episode five is a little bit of a sensitive subject. It's so close and personal to me. We discuss uh, alcoholism, drugs, and addiction, including sobriety. And while the three of us have very different lifestyle choices about how we either do or don't use alcohol, we want this episode to really be a conversation that sparked with all of our listeners. We very much would appreciate your feedback and your comments about uh, what your thoughts are, how drugs and alcohol are being used in your life, or how you may have been affected by it uh, either today or growing up. So any feedback is definitely appreciated. Uh, please remember this is our personal opinion, not our professional opinion. So um, if there's something that you don't agree on, you know, feel free to let us know if you want to hear more about a certain subject or topic. And after a brief musical interlude, here is episode five of Meh. You're the guest. You're the guest. Honor. Am I the third? You're the third. Wait, no, I'm. S- yeah. Sit down. Pardon. Sit the fuck. We're a thruple, just we're like our last. We were just talking about this on our last episode. Uh-huh. You're the one we. You're the one we chose. <laughs> you're honored. welcome. You're Thank lucky. Thank you guys so much. Mm. Don't know when I get Don't to fuck it up. This. Yeah. Because <laughs> we will surely bring someone else on our trips. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. actually, trip-wise, you're the one we chose. This is your first time with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. but who are we kidding? I'm never a background bitch. <laughs> <laughs> who are we kidding? Okay, Michelle. Literally, you turned into the third <laughs> real quick um, in this dynamic. But I love how I'm the Beyonce of the group. I'm the one that's like, y'all would have done never had met if it wasn't. That is true. We got that's our hands fair. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't call you the Beyonce of the group. I love how he's like, that's we... fair. The Tom <laughs> ins- <laughs> If there was a but, <laughs> I mean, I definitely wouldn't call you the Beyonce of the group, but like, yeah, totally. I'm down to be the Effie White of the group. I mean, she did her own thing and she was mm. more popular because the Dream Girls Facts. broke up and she had her own solo. Office. I agree. You're definitely Effie. Well, Dustin. get in line, Effie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop like, with your nipples? What is happening right now? Okay, we're about to kick him out of this throuple real quick. You were we- scary. Have you not listened to our episodes? I listened to. We're not one. into nipple play. Mm. Same. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> It does not <laughs> Literally almost spit out my bang <laughs> all over your brand new mic. <laughs> We're not into nipple play. See, this is what happened when we together. Nothing wrong with it, but not into it. This is why we could never live together. You were su- Gunther, aka Rick, was suggesting that the three of us move into an apartment together. And I said, I would. L- you were both literally end up dead. I think that we can. I think that we I can. I threaten people a lot on this podcast. I'm actually a little worried for myself. I think we can move into like a triplex where we all are in the same building. But we all need our own separate space. Yeah, I can't. Or we can Melrose Place it. We each have our own houses and we share a common area. What if we all just live in the same city? How's that? Melrose Place, who that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 live in the the same city. I think we're doing just fine right now. Um, So you guys, we're still in Vegas. (laughs) Can I go home? We've been here for four days. It's a lot. Vegas is good for like two days. Four days is excessive. If y'all can't hang, just let me know. I'll find new friends. We can't hang. (laughs) We've been telling you since day one. We've been trying to tell you. We want to go 
<laughs> this bitch wanted to leave at six in the morning on a Friday. I was like, you got me fucked yeah, up. Yeah, got me fucked up. We could be here Friday, by- Saturday, Sunday, all Monday, and then Tuesday. No I do that every other day of my life. <laughs> See, I'm I down for leaving Wednesday morning straight and go straight into work Mm-mm. and be totally fine. Mm-mm. Hard pass. Denied. <laughs> we were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then, of course, Gunther was hella extra and wanted us to leave at 10. I was thinking it was going to be like 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. We didn't leave till like 11.30 and he was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> you were so mad. Oh, this is over everything. Le- so legit, weird. I called him the day before. I was like, hey, just trying to like soften the blow. I was like, hey, friend. So we're really excited about this weekend. I was pissed. His tone, no, I know. you were. Your tone was... Yeah, if you guys want to leave at 6, that's fine. I was already looking at flights, and so, like, I guess I can meet you there, but, like, it is 6 o'clock? No, I don't want to wake up to an alarm. Well, I never really caught up from San Diego. Yeah, San Diego was a lot. I didn't sleep properly since we even got back from that. I go into work for three days, and it's back to another little road trip, which, don't get me wrong, I'm super excited about it, but I need one good night of sleep. Like, why is that reaching for the stars? You had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But what was it about San Diego that I feel we slept a lot less than we have even in this trip? I think we learned from San Diego for this trip. None of us sleep when we're together is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I need a, a week detox from the two of you. Well, you know what? I think, because in San Diego, when we were there, we had people pulling us out. That's so we true. couldn't stay there. That's true. Because we had, so like, San Diego, we had an agenda. There yeah. was a party, there was this, yeah, there yeah. was that. And so we were always being pulled out from like, oh, let me just relax real fast. Mm-hmm. Speaking some, of agenda, we need to go ziplining tonight. We mm. do need to go ziplining tonight. Yeah. Yes. It's Luna's bitches. Um, yeah. So we're still in Vegas. We're at this actually really cute hotel, mm-hmm. the Oasis. The Oasis at Gold Spike. A lot of uh, Instagrammable moments here. Mm-hmm. It's a very IG Mom hotel. <laughs> very cute, very chic. They um, renovated. So when we were looking it up, mm-hmm. they did a lot of renovations. So you can tell it's an older type of building. But super cute, very It was trendy. very scary from the outside, and then you walk in, and you're like, oh. I felt bad driving up. I was like, hey guys, cool, we're here, trying to like hype it up, hype it up, and then, but on the inside, I was like, oh my god, I feel like we have to like check out and go to like, see <laughs> Legit, I, I like, like, you went, and I, and I told Gunther, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked in, and I was like, oh, this is actually it's really cute. cute. It is like, cute. shout yeah. out to the Oasis, y'all. Shout y'all out, because it. it's very like Palm Springies. Yeah. yeah. Palm Springies is it what is. it reminds me of. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It's really, really cute. Um, so that's that. Would we stay here again, though? Yeah. Um, yes, but not as long. I would Agreed. travel here. I would. Like, I would stay here for, like, a night or two, and then I would move to, like, a bigger hotel with yeah. more going on. Yeah, because I feel like everywhere that we wanted to go is going to be more central Vegas, right. not um, downtown Vegas. Right, 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 right. So this is in downtown Vegas. Keep that in mind if you decide to stay here. Anyway. will serve its purpose either yeah. way. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. Just get this out of the way. Let's do it. We have listeners in uh, Spain and Brazil, which is really fucking cool. Orale. <laughs> Does that translate? No. Oh, shit. In Spain or Brazil. I don't speak Mexican. We had this conversation. No, that was Mexican. Oh. It wasn't Spanish or Portuguese. English so is not my first language. Orale doesn't work <laughs> for any of those. But anyway, um, <laughs> so hi, thank you so much for listening. Um, that's really exciting and it's kind of cool. It is. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to get into the topic? Do you have anything else you want to add about our time here and how it's driving us crazy or? <laughs> no, we'll save that until like vent. Oh, actually, no. I do want to say they've been doing a really good job of dealing with my crazy ass because I'm doing intermittent fasting, which means I'm only eating between the hours of 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. 
And I have easily, I think, almost every single day become a massive bitch right before food time. Yeah. So, like, today they were, you know, we're on vacation. They're chilling by the pool. For whatever reason, I was feeling very irritated. I was like, okay, I'm going to go eat. And they're like, okay, we're coming. I said, okay, no, I'm not waiting. So, <laughs> I'm going to go eat. And if you guys decide to show up, that's fine. But this is happening. In your defense, though, we did wait a long time. Like, it was already 2 o'clock. It was already and 2 o'clock. And we PM. didn't eat breakfast. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. understandably so, like, I would be... Heist. Yeah. Well, you became super cranky by the time you got there. Oh, yeah. So, like, you were already starting to feel She hungry. needs food. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just started eating my fries right away. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, yeah. Well, see, the thing for me is, like, I'm, I really don't need to eat, and I don't really need to sleep. But give me a bed and give me the food right no, in front of you, don't, I will attack. You don't think you need to eat, and you don't think you need to sleep. Correct. I'm not the best. But you do, because we've seen you when you don't do either. Yeah. I, will, <laughs> I don't do the best in self-care. Yeah. I will go out of my way to eat and or sleep. I will go out of my way to eat. I'm really bad at the sleep part. Anyway, this is our thorn ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we bring to the table. We're all some <laughs> form of fucked up. Well, what I think is interesting is that the three of us, like, together... I, so, like, I know that I can hang out with you individually. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can hang out with you individually as I went to Christian and then Rick. But the three of us all hang out together. Like, we're all very much three different personalities. <laughs> like, I'm the night owl. I'm go, go, go. Christian's like, I want to wake up and work out. Gunther's like, I need to wake up and I need to eat. And so, like, we're finding, we're figuring out what that balance yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. But it's nice that we can find a way to, like, pull up for each other. You know what I mean? We make it work. Yeah. Right? Like, like we can start up. driving each other crazy, but we're like, okay, we already know each other's personality. So we're just going to let this slide and move on because it's not worth it. Or we'll talk about this later. <laughs> I for sure had side conversations with each of them separately. I'm like, just let her do her thing, let her do her thing. We're just going to get through this. And I pulled the other one to the other side and had the same conversation. And I feel like that might have happened a time or two with me. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, just a time or two or seven. Oh, uh, no, maybe I do need to sleep. Because there was one time when I was like, I just need to nap. I cannot do this, do this anymore. I just need to go everything Do you like go play away. Yahtzee with your sleep paralysis? <laughs> like, what do you all do to Seriously does. I think he does. She like plays Scrabble with us. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> no, which was the one with that with the red dots that you were playing the other time? The well, the dots where you like left hand on yellow. Twister. Twister. She's playing Twister with them. <laughs> that bitch was like, y'all go on yellow. I'm gonna go on she's green. Like, oh. You go dupe. We go. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're and bad. And then tomorrow I'll be popping off. <laughs> like, oh, you guys are late today. I was waiting for you. <laughs> All night. Oh my god. But that's about me. Here. <laughs> for you. Oh, this but queen. I love that we can all come for each other at different times and we all know that it all comes from like a place of like love and oh, friendship. Absolutely. David knows he's stuck. Well, we've talked about this before. We're stuck mm-hmm. together. We're stuck. We have way too much information on each other. Too yeah. Really. You can't right you, now. <laughs> you can't because we have something recording. We have footage. If that wig could speak. Oh my um, God. Please let it not. Because it would be like, I'm calling the cops. I am calling the police. Call the authorities. I have been attacked. I have been burned. <laughs> I have been steamed to the point where I pretty much should have just fallen apart. Starved of conditioner. <laughs> and dragged around all this fucking... God, all this coast. Up and down this coast. Oh my god. Poor wig. <laughs> poor, poor wig. 
Um, so I'm sober, and I have sober friends that I go and I hang out with, and then I have sober as in sober as in we don't drink, we don't do alcohol, we don't do you and know, by we anything. Mean me. by we my me me mm-hmm. and uh, no, I was just gonna say sorry. I know that I like gasped and like once I interrupt you, but it goes back to what we were saying about how we're three completely different personalities because I feel like all three of us view this topic very differently. Yeah, V different. So go please. Yeah, and so like for me being like the sober person in the group, when I hang out with my sober friends. We all know we have a mutual understanding. Like we don't drink, we don't do alcohol, we don't do drugs or anything that can affect us from the neck up. Just because that has gotten into you know that's gotten us into trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the point to where we're like, you know what? We need some type of lifestyle change. And so when I hang out with friends that aren't sober, um, not necessarily that they're like full on like you know drug addicts and alcoholics. Yeah, they're not you know like um, hanging out in front of Seven Eleven with a bottle. <laughs> Um, but they're like, oh, like, we don't know if we can, you know, if you, if you're going to have fun with us because, you know, we're going to drink and we're going to go hang out and we're going to stay up late at night. I was like, I'm going to do the exact same thing you guys are doing, except with a Red Bull. So like, it's no different for me. You're like, I'm about to get lit with the sugar-free Red Bull. And then at the end of the day, I'm the only, I'm the one like left standing. Everyone else is like, I'm tired. I have a hangover. I'm like, I'm good to go. Like, Mm -hmm. we're round five. Like, bring it on. We did that last night. All we had was Red Bull. Yeah. That shit was lit. down in a way. Gunther, we went oh. over the rules. <laughs> this is your second time on our podcast. You should know this by That was an accident. I'm a uh, witch! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like some weird shit. <laughs> when I travel and I have uh, go out, I have friends and family here that live in Las Vegas, and so anytime that I come out, they're always like, be careful, you know, like, there's like a lot of temptation, there's this and that, and even for me, you know, as a single gay man, you know, on the grind, you know, I have people messaging me and blowing me up, being like, hey, what's up, do you want drugs, do you want this, do you want that, and I'm like, no, I don't want any of that, but I can see where somebody that doesn't have that sober-focused mindset is gonna be like, well, I'm in a new city, new people, new town, like, maybe I can kind of, like, skirt away and deal with you know, the consequences later, or maybe not tell anybody. So, like, for me, like, I'm super grateful that I can have friends that understand where I'm coming from as a sober man and are supporting me on my journey. I'll be back, you, Felicia. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the whole, like, drug and alcohol business? Um, So, I've never personally struggled with abuse of any substance, but I've known people who have, and I've seen firsthand, like, shit crumble yeah um i'm not okay with it i don't condone it i feel like if you're going to do drugs that's a very personal decision and you know it's it's not something to be like you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it so but like is that something that would you say do or do you feel comfortable uh, talking about whether like your drug use or like so I just don't want to like it's not me it wasn't me so it was an ex so I no I mean like, like your per and your for your life personally are there any drugs that you feel comfortable discussing that you do or that or you no I don't use any drugs yeah, at all so you're like you're, I will drink you're sober without having a drug problem right or having had a past where you have yeah a drug and I I don't mind like I have friends that use different drugs and I've seen drugs but. I just have never partaked. I've been offered. I've, you know, I've seen it firsthand get used, but I've never been curious enough to, to actually want to 
I guess distort my own thoughts or disrupt my own way of life because I've been it's been drilled into me at such a young age and I guess the message actually stuck that drugs are bad and mm -hmm. so like I feel like I've educated myself a lot as far as what certain drugs do and I understand why people do them I just don't understand why somebody would hurt themselves that's the part that I can't wrap my head around is why would you do that to your body like what's going on inside not just like the psychedelics part but um, like the physical damage to your body and your organs like that's the part that I'm not okay with yeah and I, well, I think that, that it's a kind of not a controversial subject so for me at a young age I it was drilled into my head as well like drugs and alcohol are bad um, I saw it destroy my family I've seen it you know on my you know my mom's side and my dad's side um, where drugs and alcohol were taken over the limit and you know and it affected the family dynamic and so for me, like same thing as you, like that was drilled inside of my head. I never thought that that was going to be part of my life story. You know, I went to high school. I spoke at my high school graduation. I got scholarships <laughs> to play into college. Um, but for me, and you know, they talk about it in recovery. Like the only person that can really diagnose themselves as an addict or alcoholic is the actual addict and alcoholic themselves. But I feel like people have a problem identifying as such. So I don't think anyone's going to wake up one day and be like, "I'm an addict." They actually, I feel like, try to avoid dealing with that reality that. They know there's a problem, but they don't want to admit it. They're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And so they just keep doing it, and it just escalates, and you lose. they lose more and more and more until they have nothing, and then that's when I feel like they're going to want to change. And I, I hate to say the word they, or that pro, use that pronoun, but I mean, I don't know how else to... I don't want to like pinpoint anyone in particular, but um, yeah, and I also feel like it's, it's a very personal decision. People throw the word addiction around, but is it really an addiction? Like, maybe you're addicted to the effect, but it's a personal decision like you're not wired in a way to like naturally crave a drug like that's just not natural that can't happen so you crave the outcome you crave the you crave the reaction to it which is fine like i said i, I understand the the mechanics behind wanting to do it and escape reality for a bit but the the need for it like is not natural you kind of create that need and so it's a decision you made to to get that well no because there are certain drugs that Doctors will prescribe that you don't realize they're going to become addicting or that you don't realize like your body like the chemicals in your body completely change and then you feel like you need that or otherwise you start getting headaches or you start you know you your body doesn't work as well with you and that's not necessarily <clears throat> that's not it's not necessarily easy to break that habit that's why they say that sometimes people need to hit rock bottom before like David said they diagnose themselves as being an alcoholic or a drug but doesn't addict. that that the act of hitting rock bottom tell you that like you're headed down a, a non well, well path? Well, no. Most people have already they not only headed down that path, they that path they ran down that fucking path and let it completely destroy everything around them, and then they're like, "Oh shit, I did this because I was using." Got it. And rock bottom looks different for everybody. Like, yeah, I know friends that have you know so like speaking and i won't go into too much detail about myself but i lost everything like mm -hmm. i had to as an adult start from the ground up and i've known people that are also in recovery that still had the relationship the friends the family the car the place the job like they didn't lose everything but their rock bottom was in an emotional rock bottom and when they got to that point when we speak about like oh what made you decide to get sober all of the feelings were the same. All of us were, and well, all of us, let me, I'll speak for myself. I got to the point to where I was just 
tired of being tired. I was at the point of like, there was no other option for me other than to figure out trying to be sober. I was tired of masking the feelings. I was tired of trying to, you know, escape reality because it was. And eventually, like, I figured out what my escape was. But that escape to the reality that I thought I wanted was false. It was fake. Yeah. Just change your life. If it's if it's so bad that you feel like you need to escape from it that much, then identify that issue and work on that issue individually, not ruin your entire life over it with this one band-aid but see like, some people can't have that because it depends on the magnitude of the look drug. i've been through some shit too i have had traumatic experiences in my life did i snowball did i did i like do something fucking crazy to hurt myself and drag people in it with me no so i don't necessarily respect that decision when they do it i'm like i know you have the capacity to fix this issue on your own just fucking pull your testicles out of the cavity and do it. There's no other excuse. You're making excuses. You're either delaying the process. You don't want to deal with it yet. You're too scared to ask for help. And some people, and yeah. Okay. And that's what some people are but going through. acknowledge that and ask but for help. But maybe they're not it's ready fine. to. And you just kind of have to wait. That's where I can't help you. Right. I can't well, and, force you. Right. But, and, but like, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I, again, I can only speak from my own experiences and my own like thoughts and opinions, but like, in those situations, you're not a professional, so you're not, right, I'm not meant qualified. to necessarily help them or be qualified to help them. All you can do is either listen to them until you can no longer actually bring yourself to do it. But it's heartbreaking to watch. It's very right. heartbreaking so to then watch you, somebody So then sometimes you just need to walk away, and they need to see that happen in order for them to get help. And for me, the most effective way that I found people trying to help me was when they didn't help me. Mm-hmm. Because when they tried to help me, like I've had family visit where I was living and they like talked to me and they pulled me aside and they like tried calling me and stuff like that and none of that clicked until I until it finally clicked for me I didn't know that my lifestyle choices were bad at the time I knew they were controversial like drugs alcohol nightlife like that was a whole like you know that has its own stigma on it um but it was still manageable to an extent and then once it wasn't I was like holy shit like I didn't know how to get out of it and then once I still didn't know how to get out of it, all of it just crumbled around me. I'm like, well, this is just where I'm at right now. But it took me the willingness to really figure out, hey, you know what? I can continue doing what I'm doing or I can try something different and hope for a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't really, even when I was ready to be done, I still couldn't stop. There was still the mental cycle of I need this. I, this is I, I wake up. I, if I wake up, I do this. You know, like I need to go to this person's house. I need to go to that person's. House. It was it was a routine. Like yeah. I didn't know how to get out of it. You know, and so for whatever reason, and I, even in sobriety, like everybody has different stories of like what made them stop and how they stopped. My story is very different and very unique from the person next to me. And not that once someone makes a decision to get sober, like that's the end all be all. Like we, we say, it's a one day at a time kind of thing but i've seen people that were had like long-term sobriety decide oh you know what what's one drink what's one cocktail what's one bump of coke or what's one of this you know and then you know ultimately like that didn't end up working out for them i had someone that was like my right hand person guiding me through like my sobriety journey who he had some medical issues was prescribed some medication from that medication it kind of snowballed into something else he put a gun inside of his mouth and pulled the trigger And so, like, to me, like, I'm very grateful that I have sobriety networks I can go to and I have friends and family that all understand and respect the journey that I'm going on and I can bounce all these things off of them because I never want to be that guy. I admire you for everything you've told me. I don't know you during these darker days and I 
am happy that I've only seen sober you, but from what you've told me, like you rose from the ashes and you made something out of your life because you had nothing else to lose. So honestly, it's only up from there. And I'm happy you didn't like take the alternative road and like end your own life because life is beautiful and you found that in one way or another and you kind of just built on from that and you've made such a great group of friends you've done so well for yourself just They're in okay. your personal life <laughs> my friends are questionable but it's fine. they're fine I guess as he sits in his <laughs> llama one day <laughs> they're unique okay? um, and cute but you know like that's a strong thing to do not everyone can do that at least right away so I mean your journey was yours and you you got here either way so I think everyone has that potential you just have to realize it and take it one day at a time and like just kind of make a plan write it down and not not and congratulate yourself on your little accomplishments along the way and keep going if that helps anyone yeah I mean my opinions on drugs and alcohol are very different from both of yours <laughs> tell us everything you know I just not that I know but just like that my experiences like with drugs and alcohol I definitely I grew up in a very um in the not best conditions when it came to drugs and alcohol, I saw people that were, I have people in my family that were and are addicted to drugs and alcohol. Um, I had people that came in and out of our lives that were addicted, addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I remember just thinking like, I never want to be that person. So for me, like the number of times that I've blacked out, I know for a fact are two ever in my life. And both of those times I was like, whoa, that was not okay. Too much. Too much. It was my 21st birthday. And then about, it was like my first year in LA. Well, the 21's excusable. I feel like a lot of Yeah, but even then I was like, but it, like, that's where it sucks for me because I missed most of my birthday. I got so drunk an hour into going out. Like I went to dinner with my boyfriend at the time. We had drinks. I barely remember going to like my job. I was working at, uh, at a restaurant in uh, Boston and they gave me some shots and some drinks. And that's all I remember. We went to, apparently to three other bars um, I threw up at one of them. They carried me out. Wait, are we talking um, about last night or? Bitch, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Literally did not happen. Um, no, and then I woke up and I was like, I remember waking up and I was like, oh my God, I missed my birthday. And then it all started coming back to me that they were like all these missing pieces that to this day, I still don't know, you know? And then it happened to me like my first year here where I got so wasted one night that I didn't remember most of the day before. And I was like, what is happening? Like, this is not okay. I don't like this feeling. I have no idea how I got home. I don't know. Um, but I've also, you know, I drink alcohol. I'm very, very particular about like not going more than three drinks and getting to three drinks is very rare for me. Normally I like stop at two because yeah. I just like, I drink to feel nice and enjoy myself and right. to feel like a little less loose because I'm the type of person where like, I feel uncomfortable in like clubs or in big groups of people. So if I have a drink or two, then I feel like a little loose and I feel fine and I'm enjoying myself. I'm not sitting here trying to get so wasted that I don't know what's happening yeah, or that I'm not in control of my own mind or body because I definitely see people that are do that and they look terrifying. Like you see them and you're like, ugh, like it's hard not to judge them for looking a mess. And the same way with drugs. I've definitely taken certain drugs She's and dabbled. I've dabbled and there are some drugs that I'm like, I will continue to do them or I will do them again, but I also don't abuse them. Like I'm very lucky in the sense that like the drugs that I have tried, I've not become addicted to, or I don't feel like I need them. I enjoy them in certain scenarios. Like if I go like in LA, there's this, um, 
Circuit party. Circuit party called GPS. Like if I go there, I might do G or I might try Molly or a press pill. That's one night. I mean, it, I think they do it monthly, but I maybe do it every like two to three months at most. And that's one night out of, you know, in two months that I'm doing. Let's say I'm doing it every two months. That's one night every two months that I'm doing it. I still, I make sure, I make a conscious effort to not get to the point, like, I, I take it in doses so that I know that I'm not getting out of hand. And I also make it very, like, necessary that I go home alone. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, what did I do? I regret, you know, I don't want a coyote ugly scenario where I'm like, would rather bite my fucking arm off than wake that person up because I'm like, what is this person doing here? So I think it's all in moderation. And if, if you can find a way to do it moderately before like it gets to the point where you have a problem, then I don't see the, there being an issue with trying drugs. Cause for me, they're fun. I genuinely enjoy them. But again, I don't abuse them and I make a conscious effort not to abuse them. I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah. Um, unless I'm in a certain scenario and then I'm like, <laughs> I do need this and I want this and I knew I was gonna want slash need this because otherwise I'm gonna feel very uncomfortable in this group of people that all looks like all look like zombies when I'm sober. Like I'm not okay with that. Um, but yeah, so I, that's just like, that's the way that I see it. I think as long as you like do your research and uh, you know what you're putting into your body, what the risks are of it becoming like something that's addicted. Like I, for me, I don't ever, 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 and I pray the day never comes where I feel the need to try, you know, meth or heroin or anything that's that extreme where it's like an instant addiction, whether you want it or not, um, and can just completely destroy the way you look and you act from the inside out. Um, I don't feel like the drugs I've done have done that to me. Um, so yeah. It's also very tricky nowadays. I mean, looking, so at LA Pride, um, they were handing out fentanyl strips. Right. So people can test the drugs that, I mean, there are people who are going to do drugs. That's a given. I think especially for us in like the LGBTQIA a plus. plus, there's a whole bunch of letters, but I think for our community, like we're aware that that type of activity happens. And so the best way for like harm reduction is test the drugs before you do them. Now ultimately, you know, know your limits, know what you can and can't do. For me, I know I can't do anything, but I I feel very, not conflicted if it's the right word, but I'm kind of proud that we have some type of... Moderation? Moderation, or, or kind of like a checks and balances. Like, mm -hmm. hey, if you're gonna do drugs, here are these strips, make sure your drugs are pure, that you're not gonna overdose and die, because that has happened a lot this year in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same years. time, yeah, and at yeah. the same time, like right next to that, like fentanyl test strip booth is like, hey, do you have a problem with drugs and alcohol? Like, come talk to us. And I think, you know, between three of us, we have very different opinions as to what that looks like. And it all is going to come down to the individual person. Like, what is it that they wanting? What are they trying to feel? What are they trying to cover up? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? And I know, like, for me, like, I was trying to mask certain feelings and I was trying to be a different person because I thought I needed to be that type of way to fit into a certain crowd like now me like sober me like I can go to different places completely sober and you know the only thing that I need to like change my mindset is me and a Red Bull sugar free because if it's regular <laughs> if it's regular it just gets me bloated if it's monster there's no chance but um, like for me like I had to that was something that I had to 
learn and to feel comfortable with. And like, and I've taken Gunther on a trip. We went to a pool party, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Like so, like none, like like there's no nothing around. Like no one's taking shots or drinks, and like so, like all of these people are sober. I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't test everybody when we walked <laughs> in, but you know, it was a sober event, and he was like. I, I don't understand it, like, because I think you, I wasn't that shook by it. I was, I've, I've seen, I'm familiar with sobriety, but I mean, I guess it's just like crazy that I'm, well, I'm in this large group of like attractive gay men, and for everyone to be sober, it, like, I think that is what blew my mind because usually that's we're not the complete that. opposite. Yeah. So that was like, wow, like, okay. I just want to go on record <laughs> saying that sugar-free Red Bull is not a sponsor, but like, if they want it to be, we'd be good with that. <laughs> let us know. Um, let us know. Um, well, we are switching to Bang slowly but surely. We're questioning it, though, because it might be donating to Trump. We're trying to figure it out. I'm going to throw this up right now. <laughs> yeah, so we, we need to figure that out. Um... Yeah, I feel like there was something else I wanted to add to what you were saying, though. Um, I agree. I think that, like, I went to a meeting with David, a sober meeting. I went to two. Did you? Yeah, oh. I liked them. Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I've only been invited to one, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of myself into the second one. Did you? <laughs> He's like, I'm coming with you. There's yeah. a lot of cute guys at the There meetings. are a lot of really attractive Just guys saying. there. And that's the thing, I actually, so I have friends that are sober, and I prefer to hang out with people that are sober, Same. because I have friends that aren't, and probably should be, and they're just, like, too messy to hang out with, like, those party friends that go way too hard, and you're like, this is not healthy, yeah, this is I not okay, so I feel little, very uncomfortable. I identify more with a sober person than a, like, I agree, I don't think I've ever seen you drink like, too much, yeah. but it doesn't take a lot to get you lit, either. Oh, but I feel good when I am. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, yeah, she does. And you <laughs> feel good, too. She feels her ult in everyone else's <laughs> And she will tell you how good she feels, whether you want to hear it or, or not. not. <laughs> <laughs> She's living her best life, the twerking happens. Once you know, once, once... Here's the thing. Comes out of her mouth. She's good. Oh my god, yes. Here's uh, the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Um, yeah, but I think that, like, everyone has different opinions on, like, drug issues, and I'm sure that people will have an issue with, like, the idea of being sober, because, I, I mean, I in my, in my experience, I find that the people that have an issue with people that are sober are the people that don't want to admit that they have a problem, and have proved that to me. In their actions, and then when we've gone out, and they get super sloppy, and they don't remember, yeah, it's like, or they turn into you? someone completely different, or become aggressive, it's like, okay, you have a problem, you just don't want to accept that. I'm not going to be the person to tell you that, because that's not, I don't feel like it's my place. Just tell them you're not qualified but to deal with this. But I will definitely distance myself from that individual, and I feel like the sober friends that I do have, I thoroughly enjoy spending time with, because they're fun, there's no judgment, it's easy to talk to them, um, they've hit rock bottom, most of them, so it's like... They're going to go ahead and just tell you, like, they're, they're willing to talk to you about anything. Yeah, I truly. like that, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm into that. It's a very, like it's very nice to have, like, that fellowship, like, judgment-free zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. However, I also have the friends, like I said, where, like, I'll be like, okay, guys, like, I'm going to go to GPS tonight. I'll talk to you later. And like then I go and I dance my life away. And then the next day, I'm like, party. Like, like I said on the last podcast, you get different needs met from different people. Right. You need a different... And not the drug kind of party. That's not what I meant when I said party. As <laughs> <laughs> in party, like, cool. That's um, That's no no capital T's in this party. We legit went somewhere and then Chris was like, oh, oh my party. god, In Vegas. Like, and people were like, huh? And everyone was like, Ugh! everyone's ears perked up and I was like, no. <laughs> no, your audience. So I say, for those of you that don't know me, I say party a lot, but I say it in the like, um, Adore Delano sense, where it like means like, cool, got it, like, okay. So if someone's like, oh, we're going here, I'll be like, okay, party. Yeah. And... 
in certain crowds <laughs> we're coming to notice now that is taking a completely different inappropriate verbiage inappropriate verbiage so I've been trying to monitor that <laughs> by the way that's my armpit I smell it now oh really yeah is it mm-hmm. the onesies really yeah I don't know how you're still in that I'm dying I mean it's cute though <laughs> <laughs> we'll be posting pictures of that on I'm sure all three of our Instagrams mm-hmm. at some point all four because we also have meh that's true um, but yeah um, with that said I mean I feel like we talked about it enough yeah I don't necessarily feel like I need to add anything else um, I said I enjoy doing them um, moderately uh, very specific drugs yeah and I feel I like I'm, I'm somewhere good. in the middle of like where you were versus where you are right like yeah yeah. I'm still in the middle with that. Again, I mean, and I said this about, like, fetishes before, too. Like, as long as you're not, like, hurting anyone or hurting yourself, you know, extremely... I understand, like, where you're coming from, um, Gunther Rick, but about, like, what it does to your body. But I think, again, if you're doing something in moderation, like, your body will most likely recuperate from, you know, things like that. And I definitely know, like, there's nothing that irritates me more, because I have seen this is when people go out to things like GPS and they're mixing drugs or they're doing too much of one drug. Like, don't mix drugs. Like, be responsible. Don't be an idiot. You're an adult. It's a turn like, off. Idi- like being it's such a turn, a turn off. Because even when I'm like, if I'm on G and I see someone like, I'm still, like, I'm having a really good time and I'm feeling the music and I'm dancing my life away, but I still have enough, like, wherewithal to where I see someone, I'm like, that person's a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, that person's been drinking and doing G, which is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want to do that. Maybe or going or they mix it. three different drugs. Like, they're, they're in so much of a K-hole, like, doing ketamine, that they're now, like, having to do a bump of Coke, which, you know, for me, Coke is very disgusting. I... Do you, like I said, if you're not hurting anyone or yourself, then you're fine. But like, you know, they're, they're sitting here doing, having to do, you know, use another drug in order to come out of like that mess that they're in. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, at some point you're going to have to realize that you need to adult. And if you're going to continue to do these drugs, then at least do them right. Do them responsibly. (laughs) It's true. If you're going to do drugs, do them right. Yeah. If you're going to do drugs, do them right. That is my motto. (laughs) You dumb bitch. Because it's... Karen, you're so stupid. But you also don't want to be like stuck with that friend. I have been stuck with that friend. You know what I mean? Actually, the last party I went to, which was probably... Might even have been like six months ago. Where like the last GPS I went to, like maybe four months ago. Let's not give it six months. Like four months ago, I was stuck with this person that I don't even like. But he's friends with our friend group and he did too much of something. He was going in like a K-hole or something and he was like falling over. And so like I wasn't going to be the dick that was like, fuck off, go like take care of yourself. So I was like being super nice to him and like helped him out of it, like took him outside, got him some fresh air, like gave him some water, whatever, whatever. It was like me and two other people. And then the next time I saw him, he was still a fucking dick. And I was like, you are such, like, a piece of shit. Sorry, I'm now venting about something completely different. But it's like, you don't want to get stuck with that friend that's, like, the sloppy mess. Yeah. So maybe talk to your friends and be like, hey, girl, today maybe you're going to be able to do your G or whatever, but let's moderate Dose it. up to your limit. And right. that's not the same for everyone. <laughs> right. Exactly. It is not the same for everyone. Know that your is body, fact. know your limit, and just do you. Yeah. But anywho, um, yeah, that's all I got. Mm, that's it? Just be smart. Yeah. Party. If you're going to do drugs, 
Peace. What was it? If you're gonna do a drugs, do them right. Party. <laughs> no capital T's. Party but don't party. Yeah, exactly. Party but don't party. Flex but like don't show us your <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Pretend you're relaxing but don't show us you're pretending. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well that's it guys. Uh, if you wanna follow us on social media, we are on um, Meh Podcast, M-E-H-H. -H. Uh, you know how to spell podcast. If you don't, look it up or ask someone. On Instagram, my handle is uh, dflores underscore fourteen. That's d f l o r e s underscore one four. Um, Christians. Yeah, Gunther doesn't have social media. <laughs> well, she does, but I'm just a guest. So. She's just a guest. Um, mine is being cj b e i n g cj. Um, on Instagram, you can also drop into our DMs if you have thoughts, opinions, questions. Um, my podcast would be ideal just so that we can monitor that on one instead of on all three platforms. Or feel free to email us at um, mehpodcasting at gmail.com. M-E-H-H podcasting at gmail.com. G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Yeah, dot C-O-M. Um, and let us know what you guys think it. about bringing yeah. guests on. Gunther is actually our first guest, and it's our first and pleasure. second. <laughs> our first and second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to interview them though. Mm, we'll I see about be that. Part of the guest interviewing process. <laughs> yeah, we actually. Um, She's getting really into this. <laughs> we shipped Gunther out from LA here to Las Vegas to be part of this podcast. Thank we put so him up much. room and board. <laughs> AKA he sat in the back seat while we drove ourselves yeah. here. <laughs> I actually prefer that back seat. There's yeah. a lot of space and I do like my space. <laughs> um, I like Instagram better. I like TikTok more. Wow. Alright. Bye guys. Let me save you the trouble of hearing this. Um, Bye. Take care. Thank you. And, um, and be well. And be well. Party safe. <laughs> Bye. If you or anyone you know needs help with drug abuse or alcoholism please call the National Helpline of Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services at 1-800-662-HELP. Once again, that's 1-800-662-HELP. Or go online to samhsa.gov. Once again, that's samhsa.gov to find help. Meh is a Pardon Network podcast.